This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The 0-2 smacked into left field. McCusker looking up. It's over his head and it's off the wall. McCusker plucks it off the grass, rallies the ball back to the infield. It's a ringing run scoring double, and it's 11-1 Orioles. An 0-2 pitch, and Kobe Mayo smoked it. A close line to left, and they're on its second and third with two outs for Kyle Stowers. That highlight, courtesy of Twins Radio, the Orioles beat the Twins 12-3 earlier today in Fort Myers. And someone who was there joining us right now, Matt Wyrick, who covers the O's for the Baltimore Sun. And let's start with Kobe Mayo, Matt. And uh, we were talking earlier, we were a little surprised how, how much time he's been getting at third base during spring training, giving his body type do you see that, uh, him playing there the rest of spring training? And also, how impressed have you been with his hit tool? Yeah, you know, the hit tool certainly has been loud. I mean, today, that, that double that you just heard that went off the wall uh, in left center, 109 miles an hour off the bat, the fastest hit ball of any Orioles so far, at least what his stat cast has provided us. So uh, the hit tool is certainly there. There's been no question about that. It's whether or not uh, he can hold his own defensively in the infield. And Brandon Hyde has talked about how impressed he's been with, with Mayo at third base. It's obviously his natural position that he came up in the minor leagues, but he's added first as well as he's tried to make his case uh, to be a part of this Orioles roster that is deep all around the infield. And certainly third base is a position that could be open depending on how uh, the Orioles want to shuffle their infielders around. Well, there was also, um, I guess, a, a moonshot from Colton Kowser, right? Almost 430 feet, uh, 105 off the bat. He probably needed a hot start as much as anybody. Pro- not not so much, probably even for what Michael Elias and those guys think of him, but maybe for himself after um, you know that that initial major league stint didn't go as expected. Um, just sort of your early observations with him, and and how tough of a draw do you think he has to even turn you know a really good or great spring training into an everyday job with this team as presently constructed. Yeah, I think an everyday job is going to be tough. You know, the, the Orioles obviously have a veteran outfield, Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, and Anthony Santander. It's going to be tough to crack one of those three positions and, and force the Orioles to, to move any of those guys around. But, you know, DH is certainly open right mm-hmm. now. And, uh, you know, I think there's a, a case to be made that Kowser has made a, an early effort 
uh, to make this team. You know, he, he's a guy who doesn't have one particular tool that stands out. He's you know, not maybe what you call a five-tool player, but somebody who uh, is very good at each of the five tools across the board, just not necessarily elite at one. And that can be tough for players yeah. uh, to make opening day rosters and make major league clubs because they don't have one tool that they can rely on. But Kowser so far has really been showing off all five of them, I think, uh, at the plate and in the field on the base paths. Uh, he has looked a part of a complete player. He already has two home runs, including a walk-off in the Orioles season opener or spring training opener, I should say. Um, and, you know, I think that he's been really impressive, you know, as far as, you know, going up against Heston Kerstad and, and some of the other guys that are competing for outfield spots. I think he has made probably the best case so far in the early going. We're speaking to Matt Weirich, who covers the O's for the Baltimore Sun. It's inside access on the fan. Matt, you recently wrote about Anthony Santander. He would like to stay in Baltimore long term. Do you think that's a player that the Orioles should prioritize in trying to extend? You know, I, I think it always depends on the price and, and what Santander is looking for and what could potentially keep him in Baltimore. I mean, the Orioles are the only major league team he's ever known. So I think that certainly the comfort there could play in the O's favor if they decide to extend him. But, you know, he's not the only one seeking an extension. Austin Hayes uh, has also expressed an interest in sticking around long-term, has, has communicated to the Orioles his preference to stay. He's a free agent after 2025. And, you know, Cedric Mullen, same thing. Uh, he, he's due up after next season as well. So the Orioles have a lot of decisions coming up with this team. They have almost two cores, you know, the core of guys that, that stuck it through the rebuild and the core of guys that has come out of it. Uh, and they have to kind of make a decision here with incoming owner David Grubenstein. Do they want to prioritize locking up these young guys early or do they want to try to lock up their veteran core and then see if they can kind of transition into the younger guys as the years go on? Um, are we ever actually going to see Jorge Mateo in the outfield? <laughs> I did ask him actually yesterday if he was going to play center field and he said this week uh, he was looking to get into a game. I know that he's been working hard on the backfields, uh, reading balls, things like that. Um, Brandon Hyde hasn't put an exact date on it yet. Still trying a lot of things out. He's not sure who's traveling for what games, things like that. But, um, you know, I do think that we will see him in the outfield soon. Uh, anyone surprise you thus far? I mean, we're only a handful of games into spring training, but anyone jump out to you that you weren't expecting? Yeah, I'd say easily the biggest surprise so far has been Cole Irvin. Mm -hmm. uh, he looked like a completely different pitcher in his uh, debut against the Pirates. Only threw two innings, but all of his pitches were a couple of miles an hour above what they were last year. He looks leaner than he was last year. Uh, all accounts are that he barely even took the offseason off, maybe a couple of weeks, and then got right back to it. Uh, working with Tread Athletics, uh, which is known to help pitchers uh, get more movement out of their pitches. So, you know, Cole Irvin is a guy who he was used to being in the starting rotation in Oakland and had to bounce back and forth between being a starter and a reliever last year with the opportunity that he has with John Means and Kyle Bradish expected to miss the start of the year. Uh, he's a guy who could take full advantage of that and then make Brandon Hyde uh, and Mike Elias make some tough decisions once those guys are ready to come back. This time of year, there's seemingly a, a transaction every day or every other day and um, churning the bottom of the roster, right? And so we've got Julio Tehran now uh, joining the team in camp and Colton Wong. Um, any sort of thoughts on those moves? Wong, I guess, obviously, right, insurance, I guess, if this Jackson Holiday thing at second base isn't ready for launch. And obviously with, with the situations with Bradish and Means, we've been banging the drum here for another former major league starter in some capacity. So they have checked that box now. Yeah, I think both are certainly depth options for this team, you know, depending on what their opt-outs look like. You know, they could start the year in the minors and then be a potential call-up if there's an injury. 
Uh, I think for Tehran, he he's certainly in contention for the bullpen. You know, he's been a starter for most of his career, but did last season come out of the pen a little bit. Uh, and with Tyler Wells and Cole Irvin being likely to slot into the rotation and D.L. Hall being traded as part of the Corbin Burns trade, uh, you know, I don't I don't think that there's necessarily a go-to long long reliever that they have kind of penciled into that spot. So Tehran, you know, obviously hasn't pitched yet for them, and we're going to have to see what he looks like in camp. But I would say he's a competition. He's in competition for for a bullpen spot. Sticking with the bullpen, um, I guess uh, resounding applause for Dylan Tate being able to get back out there. I know it was just an inning, but get a little swing and miss. Was there any sort of fallout from that? Um, um, you know, a post mortem on his first outing. Yeah, you know, I think that he was just ready to to get back out there and get back to normal a little bit. You know, it, it's it's tough when you're you're coming back from an injury and it looks like you're going to be coming back and then you don't. You're having to answer questions to reporters about why you're not coming back, why it took so long, uh, what you know, how you're feeling, what you've been dealing with. You know, a lot of these guys they really just want to get back to a point where we're just talking about their day to day stuff, how they're pitching and things like that. So you know, important milestone for sure for for Tate to get back on the mound in the Orioles uniform for the first time since 2022. Um, but I think he's he's certainly going to play a part in this bullpen. Brandon Hyde seems very optimistic that he can get back to his 2022 self. Matt, are there any injury updates for some guys, uh, Craig Kimbrell, Kyle Bradish, Gunnar Henderson? Uh, yeah, it looks like Gunnar Henderson took BP again today. It's the second straight day of taking BP on the field. Um, it's potentially possible for him to get into the lineup uh, by the end of this week. Brandon Hyde and both him and Hyde, uh, have hesitated to put an exact date on it, but it does seem like it's a possibility. Uh, we could see him in a lineup. Uh, Connor Norby, one of their top infield prospects, has been dealing with an oblique uh, injury, and he's, or sorry, I should say side injury, uh, and he is working his way back as well. He's been chomping at the bit to play. The Orioles are telling him to take it slow, so it doesn't sound like anything serious there. And as for Kimbrell, uh, he, he landed on his quad a little bit weird, you know, kind of wasn't seen as a major thing. He said he's actually in years past dealt with minor flare-ups like this at the start of spring. And as long as he doesn't push it too much, he doesn't worry about it. So uh, Brandon Hyde says he's trusting his veteran and letting him take it at his own pace right now. He's Matt Wyrick joining us on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Matt, thanks so thanks much so for much. joining us. We'll probably talk soon. Absolutely, fellas. Thanks so much. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.